This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat, this is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Gershiola, and me, Amanda Smith. Hello out there to all you disaster divas coming straight at you from 10,000 B.C., it is I, Jordan Cruciola. And it's me, Amanda Smith. And we're back. We're back as the unsanctioned official La Brea podcast for episodes seven of eight of this TV show that did get renewed for season two. Thank God. <laughs> I, mean. I was listening to our episodes five and six today um, because of, and I had forgotten some of the things we had discussed in right. that up in those episodes. And as soon as I was like, oh, right, they shot a boa constrictor underwater. And that was just Tuesday. And I, yeah. I am so grateful we're getting another season of the show. I know we've Me? talked about it before, but good Lord. Me too. I, and that like, we finally, like we, it had been happening before, but we finally got um, the delivery on the promise of how shitty the teenage son is in this yes. show. In in uh, this block of episodes, voting to fully banish his, his mother, mother to the woods of 10,000 B.C. So basically agreeing to kill his mother. Yes. He was like, like, looked her in the eye because there's obviously the shooting of the pilot. Who, God, poor woman. She's been there for years. Some of them, many of many of the much of the time by herself because her her like mission partner was already dead. And she makes it all the way to finding new people. And what does she do almost immediately? Get killed. Yes. And because Eve was present during like the shooting, uh, the entire camp decides that the cop lady who is a liability and Eve both are equally to blame for this woman dying. And they're like, we should vote you out of camp. And it's like, why are you guys even talking about this? Why is this even up for debate that you're going to exile? You're, you're condemning people to die by doing mm-hmm. that. And everyone, and there's that curly... I love the, the, curly the angry haired, guy, the weird Al Yankovic haired guy yeah. whose only job is to be pissed off. Yes, that we was exactly never, in my notes. We know nothing about him. I don't think we ever will know anything about him. I hope he just not. shows up to be like, what? What's going on? And then <laughs> be pissed. And then we don't see him again until he's pissed off again. Yeah, we get him at the beginning of episode seven when he he's like, I want her gone too. And he votes Mary Beth and Eve out. And then we get him at the beginning of episode eight, pissed off that their mushrooms are gone. Yep. And are waterlogged. Honestly, why are the mushrooms gone? Well, mushrooms don't survive being in water, Jordan. Everyone knows this. It's like when you see those videos of a raccoon and the raccoon's been given some cotton candy and then it tries to wash the cotton candy and it disappears. (laughs) The same thing happens with mushrooms uh, when you put them in a Tupperware and then it's filled with water. It like because there's a big storm, guys, uh, allegedly mm-hmm. a big storm, first of all. And then like after the storm, they're like taking a you know, they're surveying the camp. They open up these like Tupperwares they have and they're like, oh, good, great. The mushrooms are wet. And I was like, I think you can pull those out of the water and uh, yeah, everything will around be it. One would think. But like it has been I <laughs> one of my favorite things about the show happen in these two episodes where we are we are back in present timeline mm-hmm. 
And there's a Chiron on the news that says, like, the sinkhole one week later. <laughs> I, I was like, wait, it's been a Yes, a because week? every episode's a day. I was going to say, this. It, it had not hit me until just then that each episode of this show is one day. Yes, that's like, why. I didn't think they'd been down there for months, but I thought maybe a month. No, and it's that's like what's so crazy about week later. That's what's so crazy about like how quickly they everything oh. just completely collapses for all oh, of them because my God. The sloth, Jordan, the sloth eating everything was on day three. It's been four days since the sloth yeah. ate everything. It's been four days since the sloth ate everything. Oh my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is when we talk about the speed of La Brea, that's what's so <laughs> great is that like. At the time, it's one of those things where the time is dilated. So every day feels like seven days, but yeah. also it's all happening within a week. And it's which like is why it's so great. Season two, where everybody can drive everywhere in a day, even if that yeah. means going from LA to Guerneville up in the San Francisco Bay Area and make it back. Yeah. Before the sun comes down. You can and do the, all the, of those things. The in, amount in movie, of shit that happens. I like, so when it's like, it's been a day. When they go to check these mushrooms, it's been a couple hours. <laughs> They're like, yeah. oh, no, the mushrooms are underwater. And it's like they've been sitting in water for maybe 45 minutes. <laughs> you and nobody like they and like that information is presented. And the other person's like, huh, there goes breakfast. It's like nobody is countering this with I'm just going to take the mushrooms out of the water. Nobody. That's I would like to think if this had been like 10 or 15 years ago when they were still doing webisodes as like included <laughs> content, I'd like to think there's a webisode about like someone at the camp, maybe the gay couple that we've never gotten to see again. Yeah. Yeah. The one who one of whom is ostensibly like cannot see anything because his glasses are missing, which that's right. Remember, that was several days yeah, ago. But we like legally blind guy. That was several yeah. days ago. Yeah. I don't know what happened with him or his glasses. I would love to know more about him rather than Mary Beth and her shitty son. Um but yeah, we would get like a webisode of the two of them having to forage for more mushrooms if this were 2007. It it like in this camp, like Eve, like knowing it's been a week, Eve has gone from like like the queen of the camp, yeah, to like being banished in a matter of minutes. And like the the way like we were talking about this in episode one, how quickly people are like sharing information about each other. How that therapist. Yeah. He's like spent 15, literally probably 15 minutes with Eve. And he's like, you have to stop running from the truth, Eve. It's like, you <laughs> just met. <laughs> like the amount of information shared between these people and like the ways that they can feel disappointed by each other in really personal, yeah. to a really personal degree is like, these are still strangers to you all of you are strangers to each other but i i mean this is why in my head i'm like it's i haven't incredible. watched yellow jackets but <laughs> right. i kind of feel like this is this is this it gives me the same experience as yellow jackets i'm assuming it's very, identical very similar, very right? very very different <laughs> i loved that mary beth with like one of her first things when they were when they were all going to vote and eve was like don't why are we voting to kick kick us out and mary yeah. Beth's response was once someone's decided you're the bad guy there's no changing their mind i was like mary beth it has been seven days and you have and you been a bad a guy person. yeah it, you have been a bad guy at every turn yeah i can't blame any of these people for being like well mary beth's a 
bitch. Mary Beth's the first time we met Mary Beth, she was hoarding food. Yeah, yeah. That she has shot and killed someone and ruined their escape to get out. And completely like complete like she abs she drew down on that woman, yeah. prompting the other woman to pull out a gun. That was Mary Beth's fault. Yes. That's which I mean, like characterization wise, great job making a cop who won't accept personal responsibility. Yeah. But also not a character I want to spend an entire episode on. <laughs> I, which unfortunately we did in episode seven. I went back because I'd watched them a few weeks ago. And so I was like, shit, I got to go back and watch. I didn't even do episode seven again. Cause I was like, I can't, I can't watch this. <laughs> I can't, a Mary Beth I special. can't spend this much time with Mary Beth and her shitty son. Um, it's just unnecessary because she's <laughs> like, she's just the worst. It is. And like we get the, you know, because again, the speed of light here, we get a uh, like full breakthrough between Mary Beth and her drug dealing son mm-hmm. and Mary Beth uh, as they're trapped in a structure that has collapsed around them because of the winter storm. She's like, well, we could die in here. So let me finally tell you the truth about how your dad uh, got caught for running drugs and was going to get off by turning you in. And sending your ass to prison. He's like, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that. And she's like, why do I have any reason to lie? So they've they've now achieved catharsis and reconciliation. And this storm, this storm, we get a whole segment dedicated to the stoner genius being like, guys, don't forget, we're in the ice age. Like storms can come on suddenly and they're devastating. Just like the most powerful storms you've ever seen. The wind blows hard yep. for maybe an, maybe 45 minutes. Yeah. And it is the most, la- like, I was expecting was not- feet of fake snow on the ground. I was expecting, like, that thing where somebody walks outside. Like, I forget yeah. the name of the movie we did where it was up on a mountain and there were fissures opening up and they blasted this wall of cold air. Was it that snow was, like, quake? Ice quakes. Ice quakes. Ice quakes, where like if you touch yeah. the cold air, it would like free- freeze kill you on contact. That's what I was thinking was going to happen. Yeah. This was like. You thought we were going to get a day after tomorrow style, like yeah. super, super cold. This yeah. was like it would turn your umbrella inside out. And that would be the most frustrating thing about it. Yeah, this was not the stakes of this of the snowstorm for me or of the whatever. Like it wasn't even really a snowstorm. The stakes of it came from the fact that no one seemed to have in the seven days that they'd spent there really put any thought or effort into long-term solutions for how they will survive any sort of seasons. Any. There was not a lot of thought or concern about that, Um, which like conveniently though, and for this, I I love that they did this because it just solved so many problems while also being such a weird fucking loophole. They go when they end up finding a uh, wardrobe trailer that has also yeah. fallen through the sinkhole. I really they like all have that. jackets. I love that. I, also- that was such a perfect LA thing yeah. to do. It was like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, that solves that problem. And it's like also- the the storm of the century is about to arrive. An idiot son is like, I'm gonna take the-. this one guy's like, oh, I saw a truck a uh, ways away from here. Uh, maybe it can uh, maybe it's got some stuff in it we can use for like tools because Mary Beth and her son get trapped and they're right. They're trapped under like a bunch of cement. Basically, The genius plan that Eve comes up with is we're going to take shovels and we're going to tunnel them out. Nobody, I'm not saying that's a necessarily bad idea, but nobody seems to attempt Mm -hmm. using the shovel, the shovels as levers. No. To move the rocks. Nobody uses the simple machine of a lever to try and just lean large pieces of stone away from the shelter. They're just like, well, we're trying to pull on it and nothing's happening. It's like you have a long 
you have something to like create a fulcrum with and and use science and nobody's even trying. I was also confused because I didn't understand if this pile of rubble had been constructed to look like an igloo or because it was like very dome. Very. It looked like someone had intentionally built the structure in which it looked case, like the safest place to ride out the storm, frankly. Yeah. But if somebody could put the structure together, then theoretically you one could potentially take it apart. Like those those bricks shouldn't have been or the slabs of concrete shouldn't have been so immovable. And like um, they, did, they had like there were some large slabs that were just like they would they they've been it's like they were standing sure up and then they fell to the side of it and they were leaning. It's like all you have to do is yeah. get this piece upright and then you can shove it back down on the ground and you yeah. have again metal shovels with which to try and leverage force. No, no, it's no, just the better option is using an, my friend, creating an IED instead. Frantic, yeah, IED. You know who creates the IED? The guy who's anti-anxiety medication runs out and then eight minutes later he's having a fucking full meltdown you know i don't want to reality index this show normally but i will this reality is, i index- do need to i really wanted to ask you specifically yeah. about the immediate decline in the mental state of the man who's <laughs> like it's like ativan it's like an anti-anxiety medication yeah. he has surely he has complex ptsd which he mentions he has ptsd because of what he saw in afghanistan sure but he like we see the grave moment where he's looking at the one pill he has left that he's already so strung out about he fumbles onto the ground and loses and then he is he's gone he's a madman after that yeah i mean my worst nightmare is for sure, uh, running out of my antidepressants. Sure. Not, not because of like, oh no, I'll be depressed, but because the withdrawal symptoms suck. Right, right. So like I, if I were in 10,000 BC, I would be very aware of how many pills I have left and I would be working out a plan, especially if I were a doctor and knew how medications worked and so uh-huh. like, a happy little clown who doesn't understand anything, but my pills keep me functional. Like <laughs> yeah. if I were a doctor who understood these things, I would know how to basically like titrate them to get myself weaned off of it as necessary. One would also think that he would at some point have, you know, developed some other coping skills. One would hope any, any. Yeah. Because like an anti-anxiety medication is going to help, but you also need to be able to like function and you know, anti-anxiety medication isn't going to complete. It's not like a a silver bullet. It's not going to completely solve anything. But the as soon as he he shook it out, out, shook out the pill and was like surprised by the lack of more. I was like, no, nope, right. I'm in 10,000 BC. There's two things I'm being super careful about. And one of those things is 100 percent going to be like my medication. And the second thing is waterborne illness. So like that's it. Those are my two cardinal pillars for if I end up in 10,000 BC. Um, And also like I don't and, you know, disorder, mental disorders take many different forms, but like. He immediately becomes like almost psychotic. Yes. Yeah, it was he, like he it was like he suddenly a had a place. rage disease. It yeah. was like, what the fuck is I don't know. Th- is this anxiety? <laughs> like, no. What's going on here? It was such a weird it was the, his whole his whole subplot, which, you know, I don't think is going to lead us back to the heroin. But part of me wonders, like. Is when where he we're going? was going into that bus, Amanda, I was like, oh, shit, has he secretly become yes. a heroin addict? I thought so, I was, too. I, that was, I was my so ready for like, the heroin. Shady walking into the bus. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, he's a fucking drug addict. And he was just like, again, surprised by his last pill. Yeah. No, but I was he definitely knew mm-hmm. was down to his last pill. Because yes. You, you, you notice very quickly. <laughs> you notice. 
Like, unless you're me, in which case, when you get down to four pills, you notice, but that's because I live in Los Angeles and CVS delivers. Yeah. So, you know, you can troubleshoot that immediately. Yeah. yeah I'm, not, instead, I'm not concerned. Instead, he's immediately like, because Victoria, cra- like mean bitch Victoria, who yeah. clocked Ty over the head and might have been part of a polygamist uh, incestuous cult. She shows up again at the camp to bring her little sister uh, slash daughter. I don't know what's going so, on. Well, she's again, but kidnapped. Like, yeah, she's not part of that family still. That's like, she's still the, that kidnapped traffic child. Ella, I think. Yeah, maybe yeah. Victoria and Ella. And so she's up, shows up trying to take yeah. Ella, a little girl. And then they're like, what are you doing here, Victoria? Which is like completely legitimate. They're like, you assaulted a guy at camp. Yes. Um, what do you do? What do you think you're doing here? And so like, and then Dr. Man, Dr. Soldier is like, we got a handcuff. We got a handcuff yeah. right now. It's like, I don't know that this is part of your anxiety. And then he's like, he handcuffs her to the wheel of a car. And it was very like everything escalated so fast. It was like, I, I don't know. And like that, she starts freaking yeah. out. And I was like, okay, she's freaking out a lot to just be sitting in a car right now. But then she she basically she has a panic attack. Till her heart stops. Yeah, she she completely hyperventilates to the point of actually almost dying, which I didn't know could happen. So that's a I was fun like, fear that I can wait, have. I was I have been told that a key part of like people having panic attacks is learning that hey, panic attacks don't kill you. You think you're gonna die, like you you feel like you're gonna die, but yeah. she dies of a panic attack. And they, they bring her back. They bring her back. Her. Yeah. But like heart stops. And when they pull her, like she's having a, like they open the door. She's having a full fucking meltdown. And suddenly I'm like, okay, I think I am feeling even more right all the time about like prisoner incest cult, because I feel like this girl has been chained to beds many times. Cause Ugh, she is, I didn't so, even go there with that. Yeah. Her averse reaction to yeah. being chained up to something in a confined space is Ugh. so intense. It was like, this girl's been a prisoner. Uh, see, I didn't her even dad, fake yeah. dad, the sloth uh, killed, like dad, father, captor, uh, like dad, dad, prisoner, father, assaulter, attacker, captor. Like wh- how many multi hyphenates is the guy who had them? And then they bring her out and they bring her back to life and she's alive again. I was like, when are we going to figure out what the fuck is with how fast the show is going? It is shocking how little we have been able to learn about the possibly craziest backstory of anybody in this group. Yeah. Again, like I, I, we discussed this last time where I'm just like, this is, I'm not sure this is the show that needs to have a human trafficking component. Right. I don't know that this was necessary and it makes me feel real uncomfortable. Um, I completely thought that she was just having this freak out because like why, you know, she's handcuffed to a car and they needed her to have a panic attack for crisis purposes. I didn't even think about like the potential of what it could mean. Um, I just I, was like, I also okay, was she like, panic attacked until she died. I feel like yeah. there's something extra happening here. I, I just thought that that was the show being ridiculous. I didn't even think about that. I mean, like also I would probably, if you chained me up in 10,000 BC to a car after with the shit that they've seen, I'd be like, no, I'm going to, I need to be able to flee for my life. If a giant sloth comes through here and steps on my car, like this is, I feel like at the moment I would be like mostly annoyed. Like it was just like, it is, it is a car. It's not an iron maiden. They are, these are like, yeah, ultimately nobody's menacing that she's fairly safe. Yeah. Like nobody's menacing her. Everybody like 
Dr. Soldier is being really erratic and yeah. literally everyone else is like, this is wrong. Like everyone else. Even Mary Beth her, isn't on board. Mary even Beth. though she hands over the handcuffs because Mary Beth is nothing if not an accomplice. But still, like <laughs> even Mary Beth is like, this doesn't seem right. And then, of course, her heroin dealing son is just like, absolutely the fuck not. We have to get her out of there, which. Yeah. When your shitty son is the most moral one at camp, like, man, you got to reassess yeah. some shit. I just, I can't like, and it's like, it's, you know, it's a sermon with this injury and they're like, it's come, it's going to come hard and it's going to come on quickly. And you're never going to, it's going to be a devastation. And the son is like, Oh, well, uh, the guy's like, Oh, I saw a truck to the East. He's like, great. I'll take the Jeep East. No yeah. more specific directions. He's like, Oh, I can get there real quick. Then come right back. It's like, you're just going to go a few miles in a, in a cardinal direction with absolutely mm-hmm. no more information and be like, yeah, I'm going to find that truck yeah. and I'll get back in short order before the alleged incredible storm ruins everything. And then they, then like they're in, they're in the, they're in the truck and they realize it's a wardrobe truck and the boy is flirting and the girl's into it, but she's definitely like kind of like relieved to bail when she's like, wait, did you hear that storm's over? It's, I was like, I thought the storm was going to be here the entire episode. What do you mean? It's over storm moved through quick. You got it. Storm moves through at the pace of La Brea, you know, those those birds were like, this is ominous, scary. Look at them fly away from the storm and then just boom, done. Yeah, over. No, it it was the sun, the sun's ongoing desperate attempts to try to get with the the girl. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not on brand for a terrible teenage boy. Yeah. But also, my dude, for fuck's sake, come on. You have to, at some point, prioritize like hierarchy of needs here. <laughs> yes. And I feel like devastating storm where the entire camp might die. Priority on that one. Like even shitty sons have the ability, like when they're patrolling the woods later and he's flirting in the in episode eight and he's flirting yeah. with her with Riley. Like, OK, fine. Still, I'm not sure why I would trust him, especially as his mom, once I see that he's just like obsessed with this girl, I don't know why I would trust him to do anything at that point, because it's like, you're not competent, especially you're very when they're like, distracted, like when they're go out on the on like the party to scour because they find the little little boy Silas with his preposterous hair oh running God. around the camp and little, little Anakin Skywalker, little yeah. Anakin. And they're like, they're like, well, we better like send out a, I don't know, a, a, a surveillance party to see if there are any other spies around. And Riley and the son are going to like go off together. And the dad who's like still like breaking apart because he just ran out of it. Like he hasn't had yeah. time to withdraw yet. And he's like, I don't want you going into the woods with him. You're just going to get distracted. And she's like, oh, now you care. You care now. But then it's like, you don't you just flip it on and off like a switch. But then she goes out into the woods and does exactly what her dad told her not to do, which was get distracted with the boy. It's like, yes. well, turns out your dad was actually right about this one. You couldn't focus on the job while you were out there with this fucking idiot. Yes, with with the only age appropriate boy, so therefore the only distraction possible. With his goddamn like 1994 hair, like, look, he's a weirdo, Betty. Oh my god! <laughs> right. Sorry, every time I see him, he just looks like a taller version of Dylan Sprouse. Like someone put Dylan Sprouse on the rack and then just stretched him out like Gumby and and gave him 90s hair. It's just a floppy boy, teen boy hair. It is I, just. I, I like that. So I want someone to fucking punch him. I desperately want him to get decked. I mean, I was hoping that, honestly, I'm rooting for the drug dealer to do it. The drug dealer, who I'm starting to side with more and more as um, jittery nerd, showed (laughs) Riley and shithead son his gold. Like, yeah, my dude, how have you not learned yet? Stop 
showing people things the drug dealer likes. Yeah. Yeah. Stop doing it. Don't show off gold bars. Like this is not, no one wants this for you. And it's, it's civil war, civil war era gold. So they're like, maybe there was a rift in time that opened up at the time of the civil war. So it's like, it's like meant to tell us how long this has been going on. But he, he maybe shouldn't be sharing that information with others when he's just gotten into trouble for, you know, sharing information about the heroin with others. So like my, he needs to start learning some lessons. Yeah. He's not, he's not sharpening his, his skills out here like that. And meanwhile, topside, we have Gavin is having increasing, increasingly frequent visions about mm-hmm. his wife caressing the hand of his best friend. <laughs> and that's that sucks. And then he I mean, this fucking guy, he has he's the first vision. He's in he's in Dr. Nathan's the like, perhaps she's still employed by the government. Maybe she's just not anymore. She seems to have a lot of time on her hands. She he goes into her house and they're like planning an alternate route to get back to 10,000 B.C., because guess what? The pilot who fucking got shot and killed down in 10,000 BC, that was her fiance or wife either way. And so he has a vision when he sees a photo of them together in her home. And he's like, I saw, I saw Diana. I saw, I saw her. Yeah. And he, and, and Dr. Nathan's like, what, what did you see? What did you see? And he's like, oh, oh, nothing. It's not clear. And then you're like, oh, thank God. He didn't tell her that the love of her life is dead yeah. because surely a large thing that's motivating her to help him is to save her life partner. And then later on, he has another fucking vision. And mm-hmm. he's like, I saw Diana. And she's like, what did you see? And he just like somberly doesn't answer. And it's like, you are seriously going to tell this woman right now? Yeah. That I I don't it, know how Gavin isn't a better liar at this what point about his visions. Fuck are you? There is no reason for her to know this. No, there is no reason. It's not going to help. For you to destroy her emotionally, mm-hmm. to be the bearer of this news at this moment, that her, the love of her life is dead. Yeah. What the fuck was that? It was, I was like, oh my God, he's not doing this right now. Gavin's really bad at being the hero of oh the story. Oh my God. Hapless. Gavin's atrociously bad at this. Like he... Okay, so he's been having these visions, we have to assume, for at least two to three years, right? I don't know yeah. the exact timeline, but it's been a couple I of years. I forget however long he's been estranged from mm-hmm. his wife. It's like that plus maybe like a year or two more. He was yeah. why he had to be like medically discharged from the service because he had his first one while he was flying. Let's and then say, it was like, well, you can't be in the air anymore. Let's say minimum two years. Yeah. Because yeah, Izzy's already had her accent, recovered, all of that. So let's say two to three years. How is he not better at... My question is, how is he not better at straight face lying when he has visions? Like, I would also I am having a lot of sympathy for Eve, not because I think that he's crazy, but because how fucking annoying would it be if somebody that you love is always turning you and being like, I had the weirdest dream last night and you hear (laughs) the whole goddamn dream. Part of being in love with someone is knowing that you don't have to share every dream with them. Right. And I would say that, you know, in this case, maybe he didn't need to share everything with Diana. And how has he not gotten better or not Diana with Dr. Nathan? How has he not gotten better at just being like, yeah, nope, saw a weird thing. Where is cool. his, he has the he is the worst judgment. Of oh, yeah. What information is important when? 
Like he when after like, obviously they were going to fly Dr. Nathan's jet into the sinkhole and that mission went awry. He is like now mo- even more secretly trying to find a backdoor with her yes. into 10,000 BC. But he's because- not telling Izzy because he doesn't want to get her hopes up. And which that is, is what totally going to work well. He Izzy has been participating yeah. in extremely illegal, top secret government Black. Ops, she helped evade the feds. Only. Yeah, and then suddenly he's like, mm, "I should leave Izzy out of the loop on this one because yeah. it's for her. It's for her. She won't benefit. notice anything like, weird if I make her go back to school after her family has been ostensibly killed for after six days. After I, I and after and I'll just like I'm gonna act like I. Yeah. She hasn't been with me every step of the way and doesn't know exactly as much as I do about what's yeah. going on. And I'm just gonna be like, no, you know, it's time for us to move on. It's like. I'm so glad that they don't have her take that on faith. Izzy's like, yeah, you're full of shit. And he's like, mm, nope, you gotta go back to school. And she's like, okay, bye. And she she's she knows he's lying because he's so he's so bad at hierarchy of like information. It is yeah. it's like this is ridiculous. And of course, you'll be unsurprised to hear that when we meet uh like the child, the topside child, another child of uh soldier doctor, um cute little boy who is putting up flyers for like a vigil mm-hmm. for and you know you see the little flyer which is very ms paint and it's like remembrance for the and just seeing the words for the victims of the la brea sinkhole <laughs> it really feels like they so... would have had a, a more like event based like it feels as if the, there should be more of a name to this in this thing that has happened or like something something like the leftovers mm-hmm. where it's just like i forget what they call it um, in that show, but it's just like this really scary, broad name. Like, it's not the vanishing, but it's something like the vanishing. Yeah. Where it's like, wow, what an evocative word that like encompasses so much, but like tells you nothing specific. And this is just like a vigil for the victims of the La Brea sinkhole. It's I like, mean, it could have been the La Brea event and that would have been very like, yeah, that, that sounds yes. ominous, but the La Brea, the victims of the La Brea sinkhole sounds really funny. It is so like, it is he, just like that they, it, the camera holds on it for a minute. Like this show this show makes me feel like the way blind spot made me feel and i loved blind spot for that reason there was just like and in season two it was like they read message boards and just the show got funny because it was almost like absurdly becoming an absurd version of itself sometimes in a way that it felt like it knew and what i hope for in season two of la brea is that they're like you guys we know this is fucking because right now everything is like straight faced i hope they never become self-aware and, oh, I, and I, I don't, don't mean in a I sense of like them. winking at you, but just yeah. like, I hope that I hope that they they serve up so much more of what you want because they know mm-hmm. what you're here for at this point. Yeah. OK, that. I Yes. Yeah, that I get. I, I mean, I just want them to keep I want them to keep telling the story they think they're telling. Because yes. Every time that they're trying to tell this story, it just is like, wow, this is so fucking wild. Yes, yeah. OK, give me <laughs> more. I mean. And as I like, say, the, 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 only, the right. only thought I had him before was mm-hmm. you will be unsurprised to know that when we meet the son of yeah. Dr. Soldier, that I was like, are they going to make, are they going to give Izzy a fucking love interest? Right. She's had, she's had criminally not enough to do. And are you going to, please don't tell me this is going to be a love interest. Also, just let Izzy be gay. Yeah, I couldn't tell if he was let supposed Izzy to be, be a love interest. I couldn't tell if he was supposed to be a love interest or if he was like a cult recruiter. Yeah, he had big yeah. cult recruiter vibes Cold, to him. He was about, like real, coming to the vigil. And, he was a real youth pastor. Yeah. He was a real youth pastor with that just like 
poreless face and like yeah. permanent empathetic smile. It was like, you're unsettling. It was very, I could not figure out what his deal was in any way, shape or form. Yeah. It was just fucking- somebody who just gives you that really gentle voice and is mm-hmm. like, you know, if you ever want to hang out with a group of like-minded individuals, like, yes, for you. it's like totally like, okay. And now we hold on to pieces of metal and expunge the thetans from our body. Kind of <laughs> I mean, I think that part of the weirdness of it too, was the fact that like he fully, you know, he was back in school too, because you know, mom says I got to get back to life as normal, which again, it has been seven days unbelievable supposedly his sister and father died horribly yeah like this is the thing you don't actually like like uh, maybe after a year you can really start doing the work of piecing together what happened to you yeah i just i but the fact that he's so he he doesn't walk up to izzy and be like it's pretty fucked we gotta be here huh no he's just like right on board with this This kid is coping he is coping so well that it's unsettling he's like you know what's really helped me is talking to people who've gone through this too it's like how are you talking to anyone about this yet? Like, how have you found a survivor's group, a like leftovers group? This was, you are 16 and this was not even a whole week ago yet. Yeah, no, it is. It was like they were going to have the Steve Rogers leading the blip, but <laughs> leading the blips of survivors group. I mean, it was that level of like, yeah, the, of organization, which I, I, I was first given. Yeah, that, and like, that's they still like have seven, a, five years yeah. after the snap. Yeah. And they have like a sadness board up. So I'm not fully sure how they're they're all moving past the sadness board stage and on into like we're going to have a vigil and recover like not. And this also seems like more because I I do believe that Zero Gorecki is is a tall person. I think framing people to make them look like they're her same height. And it's oh, no, he that that guy absolutely was five foot six. Yeah, that's an that's a Hollywood actor. That was a a, that was a little short man for. Yeah, Yeah. it's like she's looking down at you, son. Yeah, it was. Oh, God, I love the I I think this show is filmed in Australia. It is. It is filmed in Australia. I love the part like because Izzy fed up with being lied to cut school one day Mm -hmm. and dad's like, I think I know where to find her. And he goes to meet her on a beach. And I was like, look at that beach masquerading as Venice. Look at that Australian beach. They tried. I mean, yeah. I felt like th- there were mountains in the background, which I appreciated. They might have yeah. painted them in, but I appreciate that they tried to give like the scenery, the mountain backdrop of the way like the water was like lapping up against mm-hmm. the sand. I was like in, in no in no spot unless there's like that one alcove around Venice that mm-hmm. the this terrain is in no way similar to. That is not the coastline of Los Angeles. No, we have actually, yeah, we have, we have the waves. That's just what it is. Yeah. 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 And it was, so it was like, well, that's adorable. Yeah. And the way they like, they show you palm trees, but they don't like really show you like wide shots of where they are because it would be like, well, also those palm trees that they show, like if they're having the memorial over by the sinkhole, yeah, those are, those are Beverly Hills palm trees. Yeah, they are. They, very those much are so. like especially the alternating heights. Like that's a that's a cannon drive, Beverly Drive. Yeah, lining drive. either side mm-hmm. of the street. Very like, you know, that shot in the bling ring. Yeah. The, when they're all when they're driving through, going to Rodeo Drive. Yeah, that's that is an iconically Beverly Hills yeah. landscaping choice. Not so much once you get into the Miracle Mile Museum <laughs> yeah. Row area. It is I and where the fuck is Ioni Sky? I don't know. I feel why? like, why isn't she part of this gang? Like, why isn't she part, why of, the isn't discovery she part of the discovery? I don't know. And I don't know when we're, maybe we're going to, she's going to have a big moment in episodes nine and 10. It I seems, don't understand like why really we keep easy way her. to continue mm-hmm. involving her in the show to just be like, I'm not letting you go through this alone. Yeah. Count me in. 
Yeah. And like that, why aren't we doing that? Like <laughs> they, she got three lines of dialogue in early episodes. They gave, they're just like, now we're going to cut you a check and you're done. You're it out. Was, it's so weird. It's we got to so devote more weird. time to Mary Beth and her shithead son. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Ione. We got to cut you. Especially weird given that like, okay, so what we've established is Ione is her, is his sister, right? His we know, sister, I think. We think yeah. it's his sister. Well, one of the things we learn is that Gavin was adopted. And oh, so yeah, this is because guys, we got a we got a big reveal coming big at reveal. the end of episode eight. I'm so mad you didn't text me after the reveal, because when I tell you the way that I screamed, I I was like, this is it. Like my my prevailing thought was this is so La Brea. It's this I, is. Yes, this is so this is La Brea gonna La Brea right yeah. here. Yeah. And I like what? First of all, just a topical, just like a superficial question. How are they? What is how are they? How are the kids' bangs doing that? Are they clipped? How are they just constantly like it's like back if you gathered and, your bangs yeah. as a as a person with long hair? It's like if you gathered up your bangs and pulled them straight back over your part. Yeah, but they're like I, that all the time. And he appears to have he they're not showing like a visible like hair tie or clip, like which if he had a hair tie, it'd be totally fine. He's a little kid with long hair. But it was like, how is it staying like grandfather this? has found bobby pins? Oh, it, it, it's truly it's like it's been bobby pinned back. Yeah. He looks like he looks like an eighth grader in 1999. It's like, it, this, with the that styling hair. choices of that hair. Everything about that wig. That hair. That hair weird. goes with a a fitted baby doll tee <laughs> that has like the pirate, the mini pirate puffy sleeves. Like, <laughs> maybe the, maybe that, he's using the, like puffy t shirt sleeves. Maybe he's using little butterfly <clears throat> clips too. Little glitter. And if we could see players. them, that would I would be like that makes total sense. Yeah, but like. I don't get how the hair just and like, why is that the style choice? I, like, why are they like, oh, God, like when that little kid goes into hair and makeup, they're like, OK, we got to bring the hair back now. Oh, that's like, a, Jordan. That's a wig. That is a wig they have styled on that child. There is no way that is that child's hairline. I know. I completely I completely believe you. And and so and and, and as such, even more deliberate, because it's like this is how the yeah. wig is going to look. It's not like, oh, let you know, he's going to have kid hair and like, you know, we'll we'll put product in it. But like for the most part, if like, we want a natural look, if th- this is a wig. Yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck is this? Uh, they were they were going in the same way that they have. So this is like Kate Mara is- reshoots wig in Fantastic Four really- level hair. Yes. That is exactly what that that's why I keep saying it's a wig, because like the texture of it is so clearly just a weird synthetic. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) that hair is is extremely flammable. It Um, is so I the little kid's doing a fine enough job and he's 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 low maintenance. He's not an annoying disaster child. No, he's he's like like chill. Yeah, the chillest, the chillest prehistoric child ever to ride in a Jeep. When, yeah. So after they find I love him, that they and call that out. I love yeah. when Eve's like, "Is this your first time in a car?" Well, that's also like, but I, I love that they called it out. But also, I was like, "Yeah, no shit, Eve. It's his first time in a car. The kid is wearing bare skin." <laughs> yeah. Like he it is. is a child in 10,000 BC. It's everybody's first time seeing a car. <laughs> yeah. They they won't be invented for twelve thousand more years, like I don't or ten eleven thousand more years. I liked it when they're because like he's he's spotted by the camp and they like mm-hmm. chase him down because he starts running away. And of course the soldier man, somebody else is like, oh, so he's a spy, is yeah. he? The the soldier soldier doctor and soldier pilot are like, oh, he's a he's a tiny spy. And then when they they decide to take him back to his camp because they're like, we're gonna die out here if we don't know how, learn how to live off the land. Yeah, and we they, need to they beg fully the pilgrim yeah. the situation, yeah, which is embarrassing for everybody. Embarrassing for everybody. They're like, we need the locals to teach us how to work the land. So we're gonna take the kid home and be like, look, we brought your kid home. Don't you want to help us? But they're like, 
Oh, he fell. And so he bandaged him up. It's like, you omitted the part about you chasing him. Yeah. He fell because he had adults running after him. him. Yeah. Through the woods. Accusing him of being a spy. Yeah. And immediately, it, it, it is very, it is, it is very annoyingly true to character that um, soldier pilot would be like, I'm going to show up here and we're going to ask for these people's help. And then I'm going to accuse them of shit. Yeah. I'm going to snoop around their property. And people are going to be like, well, it's no wonder they don't trust us because we broke into their compound recently. And he's mm-hmm. like, there was a mission and I came here to take it. And, he, and they killed the guy. They killed him. They killed him. And it's like, fuck off. If you didn't want to, if you couldn't, you couldn't handle this adult responsibility. Go back to camp. Go back to camp. We don't need you here. We need to beg these people. We're going to walk in here with our fucking smallpox blankets and beg these people to help us. We need you all on board with the mission. Yeah. And also, I don't know what his. Okay. So once you accuse the people that you're vastly outnumbered by, you yep. know, the lay of the land, who have weapons, who have already shown that they've bested you once. Yep. What's your and apparently, according to you, because the guy, remember, had electrocution marks, they have the ability to somehow electrocute people to death. Uh huh. What's the game plan here, Levi? Yeah. What do you think's going to happen once you break out your CSI and you decide that they've somehow guilty of killing the dude? Right. Like, what like, do you what's, think is what's step two? It's, yeah. it's step one, accuse. Step two, question mark. Step three, profits. Like, yeah. what is what was the outcome here? You were going to like take him as a prisoner or something like institute uh, United States Army law on the on the campus that you don't live on. Like what is what was this supposed to do? I don't know, but he definitely thought that Eve was somehow going to be able to hold a small child hostage. (laughs) Like, I got to say, if you're Eve, how are you not at this point reconsidering all of your decisions about men? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and why are you still like, I'm really happy you're here. It'd be like, everything's been worse since you got here. Yeah. Like, you, you like, I need space. Like we've already like, okay. So what have they, what has he really positively contributed to this group? Not a lot. He's the one who dragged <laughs> yeah. them all the way over to the camp. Yeah. Or to the, to the, their, their settlement the first time, because he was like, I'm on a mission. I yeah. see a signal. So he didn't even, they, He's the one who got them in conflict with everybody in the first place. Yep. Levi has been fucking things up since Levi 1995. Levi has been fucking things up. Yeah. No, and then, like, the I... The camp I benevolently the, agrees yeah, to I was going to say, I was really pleasantly surprised. So we've met in episode seven, Para. Yeah. Who is, like, the peaceful of the two leaders and very yeah. clearly like a senior in the community and also has the hots for Ty, which I was yeah. on board with. Like I, I was like, you know what? I hope however this show ends, this guy stays down here with her. Yeah. Give him I was that. Like, There's you're setting me up for this and I kind of want it. And I was also like, okay, he came down here with, I think like a brain tumor or something. Are we going to discover that 10,000 BC has like healing powers and he's going to be okay? Cause it seems like it would be weird for his, for the sickness to take him at this point. Yeah, I know we got some backstory on why what was happening to him that day. I didn't care, so I don't remember now. Right? Was it something with his wife? Yeah, he yeah. was like the day that he I was went gonna... into the sinkhole. I like went to her one last time and begged her to take me back. Basically, yeah. And then and... He was gonna, that's why he was going to kill himself because his wife was going to take him back. That's right. Yeah, she, he like he didn't have any reason to to live out the rest of his days. So he was going to take his own life. And then he fell into the sinkhole. And of course, like, and now that I have to fight to survive, like, I feel like I'm truly living again. Sure, sure, sure. Everyone, uh, nothing cures um, suicidal depression faster than needing to outrun a saber-toothed tiger. That is true. I mean, it is, those are the rules of Saw. And (laughs) as we know, that is the moral imperative of our time. (laughs) 
that yeah, is the I, great fable of the of the 21st century or the Saw films. I, I had no idea that the Saw films were actually about curing depression through like intricate escape devices. The entire premise of Saw is mm-hmm. that Jigsaw traps, puts people in elaborate um, mutilating uh, death, like like kill you traps and you are given like a limited time, like you're on a clock, basically. It's like, and let the game begin. And if you want to live badly enough, you will solve the puzzle. But if you don't, and the reason you're there is because it's a punishment for taking your own life for granted or being a bad person. So if you want to prove that you are worthy of life and then you need to earn it in this moment. And if you really don't care and you really do want to die and you really have given up, then fuck it. Like let the reverse bear traps, you know, flip open and split your head in half. <laughs> Amanda's You can't horror. see my face right now, but this yeah. is actually somehow worse than I thought. Yeah, the whole thing is, the whole thing is Jigsaw is like, fancies himself like a great moral authority and jigsaw was the first positivity culture influencer he's a posy vibes guy he's a posy vibes guy and so like yeah that that first death that like iconic reverse bear trap from the first one that woman is like she wakes up in this chair and once she moves hard enough she pulls the trigger to like set the countdown clock and her 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 labyrinth the thing she has to solve is there's a dead body in the room in front of you, the key is inside of him. And if you value your life enough, you will do what it takes to get that key and unlock the lock on the bear trap. And then you will, then you will be free. You will be free. And so of course, when she starts cutting him open, she realizes he's alive. (gasps) Then she has to further make the choice. Is your, is your life worth it to keep going regardless of what you know you're about to do? And she does it. She opens him up. She gets the key. She unlocks herself. She frees herself. And so she has earned the right to go on and that's that, what jigsaw traps are that's terrible <laughs> yeah and oftentimes they're like like the her character is a is a junkie and it's it's always characters who have started doing like terrible things as a result of like their own narcissisms or addictions or self-involvement i really like six actually because the whole maze, the whole jigsaw maze is like filled with like predatory lenders and <laughs> bankers like it really okay. goes topical in that one and is like this person denied insurance claims to cancer patients and the person going through the maze they have to like decide who lives and dies like, would is this person worthy of life? You have to make the call. And that so like it becomes like a trial thing of like having other people's lives in your hand as well. So yeah, it's it's all it's they're all morality plays. They're all morality plays. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is just so like yeah. I I yeah. didn't realize there was this whole other layer to saw. I yeah. I am unsettled in new ways now with this knowledge. <laughs> yeah. And, and bothered so and Ty. So Ty is basically a character yeah. in a saw movie at this point. <laughs> Yeah, the first I, one, like Carrie Elwes is in it and they're yeah. he's, like, ch- chained up to a pipe. And it's like, if you really want to get the key to get out of here, it's just far enough away to where the hacksaw provided within reach of you will allow you to cut off your foot but to get out of here. I, so it's those kind of things. Uh, is Jigsaw <laughs> then providing him with like insurance money for the subsequent like, you know, the 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 parts he's going to need? Like, I think he's a doctor, Carrie always his character specifically. So he'll probably be fine when he's out. Like, he no, probably he's financi- gonna... financially comfortable enough to, like, feel the aftermath. I mean, that's a very, I mean, that's so much that I, I feel like that's very irresponsible of Jigsaw. Like, unless he's providing <laughs> yeah. some sort of, like, this woman who cuts, who kills a man in order to live, like, 
he needs to provide her with some sort of aftercare services. Well, she becomes his most devout follower. And sure. so, so she, so she does uh, that come with health insurance? Perhaps. I don't know what his plan is. I don't know what his insurance plan is, but he does just, gather followers throughout the course of the series. So that could always be a choice. Like, do you want to get on the jigsaw insurance plan? Come with me. Yeah. Like that would, which is, you know, why we need, this is why we need a universal health care so that you aren't <laughs> yeah. beholden to your employer. You have flexibility because yeah. like, if your options are, I can cut off my foot jigsaw or and live, but then I don't have health insurance because I don't <laughs> yeah. have a job. Yeah. Or I can join jigsaw and yeah. torture people. That kind but of I does actually health sound insurance. like the, her- the healthcare system. Yeah. Like Ours. this is not. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, predatory lenders, I feel like they're bad and it's bad, but if it's like a low level person, I mean, what are they supposed to do? You need health insurance. They they end up in a jigsaw trap where they have acid injections into their body. They melt from the inside See? out. And this is why, like, okay, one of the, th- we're so sidetracked now, but I, I know I'm upset. And, and the what was the, the movie with the Allison Pill or Loman, one of the Allison's <laughs> and there's a goat and there's like a woman who curses her after she won't give her a bank loan. Oh, Al- yeah. Uh, Allison Loman in, um, Oh, why am I? This is we covered it on the Ots Pod. It's a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. Um, go to hell. I think. Yes, I I did not watch the whole movie because I am a coward. So I had to leave and just sat outside in the Pacific theaters reading while my boyfriend and his friends watched the movie. Um, but I did feel in the first act very bad for her because, I mean, she has to reject this woman's bank loan, but also what? she's not the bank. Yeah, that's drag me to hell. Just, drag me. Drag to hell. me to hell. Yeah. That's not her decision. Mm-hmm. That is not her choice. So I'm sorry, but you know, Jigsaw, if you're, there's a lot higher up that chain, <laughs> you got to go before you can get someone who's justified yeah, in making I, them saw off a foot. Allison Loman's character would definitely have ended up in a saw trap for that. Right. And I'm yeah. saying that's, and that's fucked up. Yeah. That's I, I up. felt, I thought it was really fucked up that she got cursed because like <laughs> ladies just doing her job. Yeah. Like, it's I'm, really a heartbreaker. Yeah. Like that's, that's not that's not an indictment of the banking system. That's an indictment of having to work a daily job. It'd be like if I, you know, didn't sell someone an engagement ring at a discounted price because I have no ability to discount. And they're like, ah, yes. And in three days you'll be cursed by a demon. I would love to do this for you. I have no ability to, I like my job and having health insurance more than you need this. Yeah. So yes, so in ten thousand yeah. BC, and, right? So yeah. the show Ty ends up being cared for by right. the head of the community, and yeah. she takes the shine to him. So when they go back to the community, and they're like, "Hey, we need your help," and they realize that she's the leader. She's like immediately willing to be like, "Yeah, you know what? We've been burned before because we get like we were well, we hear so them referred to as the sky learn, people. We learn about the timeline, yeah, of when the sky people and what we now are, like. I had been really crossing my fingers and toes that this wasn't going to actually be the Tongva people. Right. Who were a real people who lived in Los Angeles during this time and who have um, been mentioned in the show. Yeah. And so they've been mentioned. And I just kept hoping that like, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to, you know, the only remains of the Tongva settlement in West Los Angeles at this point is if you go to University High School mm. on Barrington in Santa Monica, they have a little exhibit where one of their sacred, where one of their sacred um, springs were. And so you can actually go and see like a Tongva hut and they have like a cultural center for it. But their sacred spring is now located on a high school property. Yes. And so 
it feels real weird to be like, and also the tongue, there are going to be characters here. And so I was really like, yeah, this is going to be there. This is going to be an alternate timeline where we're not going to deal with the tongue, the culture at all. And mm-hmm. so we don't have to deal with all of that kind of. Uh, yeah. And instead we learned that this has only been happening for 60 years. Yeah. They, which was so unexpected. The the community, the community, well, the community has been, because like they, they asked, uh, I think it's Eve who asked like, how long have you been here? She's like, we've always been here. Mm-hmm. And then it was 60 years ago that the sky people started showing up. Yes. And the sky, pe- the first arrival was, I loved this, that it was a hole opened up in the ocean. Yeah. And, and the a boat full fucking <laughs> boat came through. Did you also immediately imagine like whales falling from the sky? Yeah. Like, just like, whoa, just like some sort of fantastical, like a poster from a Monty Python movie kind of thing. A whale in a full ass boat just falling through the sky. The Adventures of Baron Munchausen (laughs) in 10,000 BC. And then like, you know, and then when they made it ashore, like we tried to welcome them. They immediately like probably like they and then like after years and years of war, the ones that were left. Yeah. Like became like we we started sharing each other's culture and we came to good terms. And we also learn in this moment that she's like, we'll teach you the ways of like trading with the other like with the other villages. And Eve's yeah. like, there are more. And she's like, Yeah, a lot of them. And yeah. we'll she's like, we'll make introductions when the time is right. So like there are you can already see future seasons happening where it's like, and then we meet this tribe, and then we meet this tribe. Yes. I when Eve was surprised by that, and I was like, Yeah, no. Eve, what did you think? Yeah. Like, did you, are you unfamiliar with the concept of like first peoples here? How is yeah, this, this surprise like to you? Pretty established and thriving, self-sufficient community. Yeah. You really think this is the only group of people here? I, that was, it was, it, it was Eve's weird, like shock to the, I mean, I would, if anything, again, I would have been shocked. Like it was 60 years ago. Yeah. That is not a long time. No. Which, for, for a it's like a you know, generation one culture there are st- silas is old as shit like silas is is 60 yeah. at least yeah Kara seems like she's 40 like yeah there is not it's not as if these are young people here and they are all speaking english with like and their culture has been completely subsumed yeah in 60 years which yeah. is an impressive amount of colonization happening <laughs> wow yeah, that they like are all speaking English perfectly without accents and they don't use their native tongue at all. Nothing. It's all they're just 100 percent just speaking, speaking and acting like just right. Reg- which I wish it had been a little more time, partly because like 60 years does not feel epic. No. It, yeah, it would be like, well, for even like for 500 years, 500 just, years like- would feel would feel on par with like what with the level of change that we are are given to believe has occurred here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and after the, after the kind uh, people in the village agree to help them, of course, the soldier pilot comes, Levi comes marching in and he's like, Mm -hmm. you murdered this guy, Silas murdered somebody I was sent here to find. And everybody's like, get the fuck out of here. Like we agreed to help you actually walk your asses out of here. You can't come in here accusing us of crimes and snooping around our homes. Yeah. Because he's gone into Silas's house and been like, I found the wallet, which in fairness, Weird thing to keep, Silas. Like, what do you yeah. need a wallet for? It's it's what ten thousand BC. Wallet Wallets are a burden, man. Like, don't do this. And so, but then, like, immediately, uh, in, in amidst all this, oh, uh, Isaiah, the little boy, he goes missing, and then everybody, the whole camp, has to find out, find Isaiah. Silas is like the grandfather of Isaiah. We don't hear much about his parents. Silas doesn't like to talk about him. Well, it turns out, I Isaiah has been snatched up mm-hmm. by the 
paratrooper. Dr. Rebecca. Dr. No, Rebecca. It was, who, yeah, the, who jumped who, out of the plane. Yeah, who jumped out of the plane with a parachute, flew down into 10,000 BC and like landed safely with her parachute. And now she's taking Isaiah somewhere and Silas is like, violently pursuing her he stabs her runs off with silas uh, runs off with isaiah and then as this woman's bleeding out we hear her be like silas isn't who you think you, he is he's not who you think he is you have to you have to get isaiah he's so important and she's just vaguely talking about how doing that stupid narrative thing where somebody yeah. just vaguely talks about how important the chosen one is but doesn't tell you why or what they do or how oh i love when she says you don't know who he is, do you? Like, no, his name is no. Isaiah and he's a little blonde child from 10,000 BC. How is she going to make the guess how, that you how? Ha- are going to lead her to here? Because like, even, even knowing what the actual answer is and the true identity of Isaiah, unless that is revealed to be a wig, yeah. I too would not think no. that blonde, that blonde child- It would child, be like if somebody showed, if somebody was looking at a photo of you. yeah. And being like, you know who this is, right? And they were talking about me. Yeah. Like if it was like a picture of 10-year-old Amanda and they were like, don't you know who this is? It's Jordan Cruciola. It'd be like, nothing. No, nothing. Nothing I mean, me there. nothing about, especially because it's not as if, so spoiler alert, guys, the yeah. big reveal that Here we get comes. in the last few seconds is that Gavin has not been having visions of mm. 10,000 BC. He's remembering 10,000 BC yeah. because he- is Isaiah. Gavin is the first <laughs> is one of the first people. A time traveling first people who Gavin was found wandering to man. Yep. A first nation individual. Apparently. <laughs> wow. Who traveled from 10,000 BC <clears throat> to the present with his sister, who I'm assuming at this point is Ella. Oh, oh, I oh interesting. Yeah. That's because mm, they do they make a moment out of Ella meeting Isaiah and being like, Hey, I'm Ella. And it's like, Oh, it's going to be her little kid friend down here. But then like in the, what we get in episode eight as well as they find, cause Gavin doesn't have any member memories from before his adoption, but he goes to, he goes to the church where he was like left on the doorstep. And it turns out actually the clergy found him walking aimlessly down the road with another, with a girl. And Mm -hmm. so they took them in. Then adoption happened. They were separated, the kids. And so now Dr. Nathan and him have set out to find the girl that he was with and they do end up identifying her. She has a fucking art gallery in Silver Lake, Mm -hmm. fortunately, where she has made a very obviously CGI sculpture of the hand symbol that appears in 10,000 BC. And as we've learned about this group of people, they are nothing if not subtle. And yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. And that suddenly carries over when like Ella's being evasive or Ella. I think so. Cause he's like, that's Ella. That's Ella. I think that's Ella. Like in the present, like that's her name. Is that her name in the present? I yeah, that, something else. That's her name in the present because oh. he like they go looking for her and then he sees like a reflection in a window yeah, and he turns and around and there's like a shitty car and he's like, yeah. I think that's Ella, Ella, and he starts like pointing and running at her and of course she speeds away. It's like, yeah, there's a strange no, man running at your car. No Los Angeles. subtlety, no subtlety happening. Not just like, hey excuse me, excuse me. Just like, Hey, look at that. There she is. And starts running at the car and she speeds away. And they're like, Oh, she's got a house in Topanga Canyon. So Dr. Nathan, Izzy and dad all go to the house in Topanga Canyon where they find a filled in sinkhole. And that's when he starts seeing reflections of himself in the water in 10,000 BC. And there's Isaiah. Yep. And so we learn that that scar he's always had on his hand that up until now, I haven't even noticed. Not once. uh, (laughs) This scar, he's always wondered where it came from. It apparently came from when he fell while being outside the camp and being chased by his adult wife. By his wife. 
by his yeah. adult wife. Yep. So yeah. So Gavin is a time traveler, which when, <laughs> if you had asked me at the start of this show to make any guesses, mm. and we even made some guesses last week, last time about like, who do we think, what do we think's happening? And my guess yeah. was like, oh, I think that he's in like a Groundhog Day situation or something. Never, never could I have gone. Oh yeah. That little blonde child will become the black haired dude, adult dude having visions. Would not, could not, not in it. There is no, no, there are no breadcrumbs that we could have followed. And I love that for this show. I do too. I, it's, I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. I wouldn't want it any other way. I love that they mentioned Lost in, in these two episodes. They, they mentioned it so it's like, many oh, good. Every Let's time just they bring it up. They name check it like every few episodes. It's just like, yeah, like you know how they blew up the hatch on Lost? Oh, that didn't, that won't work for us. They bring it up just to be like, guys, we know. Which... They end up blowing it up, which uh, so that was in episode seven when they're trying to get uh, Mary Beth and her shitty son out. Yeah, they do end up completely destroying a what's it um, with the shock paddles, the heart. Oh, a defibrillator. A oh, day, yeah. right. They destroy a defibrillator, which Oof. again, like, I'm sorry, but you need that defibrillator a lot more than you need Mary Beth. <laughs> yeah, you do. Like, that's, yeah, you do. Let's let's do good. You know, good of the group versus good of the single person here. Um, yeah. No, guys, you're about to send Mary Beth out into the woods anyway. <laughs> yeah. Her son, Put her out to pasture. Yeah, just let's not ruin. You guys are definitely going to need that defibrillator, just like you guys were going to need the heroin again. Like, don't. Why are you blowing through medical equipment that you're very clearly going to need in a time when there's no medical equipment available to you? Yeah, you don't you you don't even know how to till the land. So yeah. don't take away the meager resources that you have. I feel like if they found a bunch of needles that had penicillin in it, they would just like squirt out the penicillin and then use the needles to try to dig out Mary Beth. Yeah. I mean, got to get Mary Beth out. Yeah. That's the level of logic and like forethought they're all showing here. Yeah. You got to get Mary Beth out. So does that bring us then to, does that bring us to the end of episode eight, uh, episode yeah. seven and eight of Obreo? I'm, I, I'm I, so glad we I'm have two so more. Excited I'm so excited. I'm so glad we have two more, man. I can't wait to see the concerned faces that Zira Gorecki going to make at all the information she's finding out. What if Ioni, I cannot wait. What if Ioni Sky just like at the end of all of this walks out of one of the, one of the huts yeah. and it's revealed that Ioni Sky has been like the ringleader behind all of this. Yeah. Like I, I, there's, there's a wonderful there's a, a wonderful anytime you get a, a like surprise. This is next season's big bad moment. Mm -hmm. That is such a gift. Oh, I love those. That and is such a gift. Do you think because I feel like we haven't gotten it yet. I, I refresh my memory. Have we gotten this animal or not? Have we gotten a mastodon or woolly mammoth yet? I don't think we have. I, do I don't think we have either. Happening. So we have to have that in episodes nine or 10, right? Like they have to, they, that has to be something they've been sitting on to be like, nah, everyone's waiting for it. We got to, we got to give it to them slowly. Do you think that like, because like with how slowly they're moving, do you think at a certain point, will we yellow jackets it? And will it be like a guys it's winter? Like, cause it seems like that's a game changer. Like when it gets cold out. Yeah. I mean, they, I don't know when that's, I don't know when we are in time in the, in the months anyway. Yeah. Like we're it's in, time. Okay. The, are the seasons, the season timing, the same thing. Well, um, we're okay. We know that they're in school, so it has to be September through, it has to be right. sometime September through May. Yeah. So it's not going to be summer months. We got to be somewhere in the fall to winter months, but what we don't know is where within those we are. I don't think yeah. like, I well, okay. Riley, I have to assume we're in spring because Riley, I don't think the show has thought about this, but <laughs> Riley has had time to be in school and then drop her major. 
Yeah. So I would assume she is right. through the first semester. Yeah, first, so, first, first semester. Like that's a first semester thing, unless she's in like a UC school, in which case she's on the quarter system. She's going to UCLA. Like, that's true. So she could be on the quarter system. So she could. This could be. We could and when be they're there. talking, he's like. He's he's talking about how like his his school he applied to go to was UCLA, the annoying teenage. Oh, son. that's right. And he's and he's like, you wouldn't have, you know, yeah. And she's like, oh, well, you think I would? He's like, oh, I wonder if we would have bumped into each other on campus. She's like, you think I would have noticed a freshman? She's like, I would have made an exception for you. It's like, no, you wouldn't have. No, you would not. You would not have noticed this this dude, this totally some guy freshman yeah. on your college campus. No, Th- not at UCLA where I've seen like some of the most, like when I was a teenager, I was always, whenever I would drive through UCLA, I was always like awestruck by how handsome all the men were there. It's, it's fucking a, it's UCLA. A, it's UCLA. There's so many just attractive dudes on frat row. Like, it's like, let's not act like this is any more than a situation of utter like l- scarcity. Yeah, no, this is this in the same way that, you know, Emmy Rossum is wound up being <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal's like winter wife because yeah. that was the only choice. This yeah. is, Riley, I mean, who else is Riley going to go with here? I, the not, drug dealer. Yeah, that's well, that's what that's what would actually happen. <laughs> <laughs> like if we were actually in 10,000, if, if this situation happened and they fell into 10,000 B.C., she would 100 percent have been at least like trying yeah. to sidle up to the drug dealer, not because he's a drug dealer, but because he's a bad boy. Boy, she can change. Yeah. And because her dad wouldn't want her to. Yeah, exactly. Her dad would be pissed off. And so then she would do it more just to annoy him. Like, honestly, the dad should probably be relieved. The only concern the dad should have about like shitty son is that he's young. So he has no control over his own orgasm. So there's a chance he could knock her up. Right. Yeah. Pregnancy also a big problem down here. Yeah. Which on if I were if I were Riley, I would not be looking at any boys, which is very (laughs) unusual for me. But I'd be like, as much as I might be like into anything that's happening here. Mm -hmm. I'm way less into uh, the maternal death rate in 10,000 BC. (laughs) So what is, speaking, you know, on the note of maternal death rate, what are we covering next week, Amanda? Well, something almost as exciting as La Brea. It Uh, is exciting. It is exciting. So we are joined. We've got a guest coming on to join us to talk about the movie Deep Blue Sea, which I'm psyched to be talking about. And I'm particularly excited to be talking with uh, Sarah Marshall from... The fabulous You're Wrong About Pod. We really, it's a, it's, it's a celebrity guest. It's, I mean, it's, this is a podcast. It's a celebrity guest. The fact that we got Alex, who is her co-host on the You Are Good podcast, a feelings podcast about movies is super exciting. And then on top of that, now we've got the second half of that with Sarah. So I'm really hoping this, um, I'm really hoping this can opportunistically triangulate us into getting Jamie Loftus. (laughs) <laughs> if Jamie Loftus has any interest in disaster movies, because that feels like roads are converging and uh, Jamie Loftus, if you're out there, I mean, I would love I've to have you basically just <clears throat> through sheer stubbornness been like, Sarah, when will you come join us? And so I think that we can do that with Jamie as well, just through sheer stubbornness. Yeah. Here's me shouting you out, Jamie Loftus, um, <laughs> that I will tag you when I post this episode. So there it is. So- Deep Blue Sea um, is available for on all the streaming services. Mm-hmm. And so you should watch that and come back with us next week for Deep Blue Sea. But in the meantime, Jordan, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jorcru, J-O-R-C-R-U. Uh, if you have recently, uh, if you watched Yellow Jackets in real time, or if you are going to start binging Yellow Jackets now, you can find uh, episode by episode power rankings that I've been doing on my Patreon. 
and some expanded writings on that, which is patreon.com slash Crucial Pay me to make things. <laughs> and then there's the feeling scene pod on Maximum Fun. Uh, guests like Michael Jai White, Emily Vanderwerf. We are covering the bases here, friends. And, uh, you know, check out the Odsterion pod. There's always some a stash of horror content waiting for you. There's so many hours of Jordan, you guys. Oh, yeah. And I'm about to start recording a, a, ro- a movie robots pod with what? Uh, my dear friend Margot uh, Carlson. And so we're going to do a podcast about robot politics and film. And I'm very excited. Oh, my God. Another podcast. Another, yeah. It, well, it's, it's the next season of the whole movie podcast. Really, oh, which there's, okay. been, there's been Simple Favor. There was Neon Demon. And then my next focus for the whole movie pod will be uh, Robot Politics with Margot, who is really, truly an expert in robot politics. Fantastic. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear the ins and outs of robot politics. Yeah, we're big. We're definitely we are on the side of if there is a not in like a Terminator sense necessarily, but if it becomes a like robot v humans uh, war, like I robot style more. Uh, we're we are we will be robot sympathizers. We will spy for the robot side. Oh, so this is so the thing that I texted you about about the um, human men like berating yeah. their AI dolphins. I immediately was very texted that to Marco. Oh, okay. To Great. which she very appropriately responded, um, like with every like invent any new technology and men will find a way to use it to abuse women. Yep, that sounds about right. Which is correct. Yeah. No, they'll find a way to fuck it and then abuse women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We got a we ha- we had a review the other day that was like it was a great podcast until they started talking about their politics. And I was like, yeah. well, <laughs> I mean, that's the highest praise one could really ask for for us. Right. This As podcast, somebody who is, is that- often writes and talks about horror. I get mm-hmm. that a lot. Yeah. You know, we're we're fun. We're a fun time right up until we bring our stupid liberal politics into <laughs> into these things. Um, so we, I apologize for that guys that we have opinions and aren't just here to be funny little dancing monkeys for you. Yeah. To be your sex robots. <laughs> we did actually, um, before we asked for Jason, uh, where we can find Jason, I did want to shout out. We had a really nice review. Oh, okay. Um, new review, f- uh, from, well, not super new. It's from December, but why isn't this the official podcast of La Brea? NBC, what are you doing? What are I, you doing? I would have watched one, maybe two episodes of La Brea before giving up on it. But listening to this podcast has made it 10,000 times more enjoyable. Yeah. And now I am hooked. That's really I am, good. I'm not a podcast person, but I love this podcast. As soon as I heard them start analyzing the feasibility of ensuring a dinosaur theme park in Jurassic Park, I knew this was something special. Thank you for this gift to the world. That is a wonderful review. Thank you so much. Thank you for that review, Seattle Traveler. That was fucking delightful. (laughs) And really (laughs) highlights all of the things that really we have going for us. I would would argue. Including uh, including our ongoing dispute with Amanda about the the, whether or not Indominus Rex would exist. Well, I, you know, I, I recognize that you guys are wrong about this. And uh, (laughs) Amanda. It is, it is, it's the same thing as whatever rule 34. Like if, if it exists, there's porn of it. It's if you can make dinosaurs, you'll make any, yeah, whatever kind of dinosaur you can think of. You will, you will absolutely. If you can make a dinosaur, you will make the craziest dinosaur. <laughs> Thank you. Wrong, but whatever. I'm I not just... going to, we're not going to rehash this. <laughs> we're not going to rehash this because we spend too much time in the back That's end of true. our episodes already with like nonsense. So and we've already talked about saw for a really long time. Yeah, we did, <laughs> we did. We did do a good digression there. Jason, where can we find you? Yeah, I'm going to keep it simple. You can find me wherever you go at Jason Halftones. Excellent. There it is. And then um, just because uh, it popped into my head and thinking about longstanding uh, conversations with this pod, I'm going to say 
uh, because I, I got to bring him up when I was home over the holidays and explain to somebody else the ongoing hatred on this podcast for the Shantix turkey. <laughs> Just going to say fuck the Shantix turkey for no other reason than I can. That, that's a reasonable thing to, to yeah, say. I feel like Shantix. we haven't seen the Shantix turkey in a while. Like, I, I haven't. I don't I think haven't. I've seen him on any of the streaming ads. I unfortunately still have to see the Charmin Bears, but it seems like the Shantix oh, turkey. Goddamn Charmin Bears. <laughs> Sick. I, I hate it so much. I hate I hate everything about the Charmin Bears so mm-hmm. much, even though they make good toilet paper. But yeah, I don't need to know that. I don't need to know anything <laughs> about bears poop. Like, I don't. I, I You know what I'm opposed to? The <laughs> idea that bears need to wipe. Yeah, that kind Have of seems we like so industrialized bears that they must now <laughs> use a toilet to wipe. What have we done to them that we've yeah, taken what them, have we done to bears that we've brought them <sighs> into a society and forced them to use toilets? Yeah, like the, it was working out. It yeah. was fine. Does a bear shit in the woods? The entire crux of that suggests that, yes, they do. Yeah. And they don't so they need nothing. They else. do not need toilet paper. <laughs> what that have is the we freedom. done to bears? <laughs> yeah. Put, I would put argue them on we've, skates we've and done, domesticate them. That's what we've, we've done oh. a little bit to bears. Yeah, I think there's there's some sins to be atoned for. <laughs> yeah, there I, are. I would argue that making them use toilet paper is the worst. It's pretty bad. I mean, that's Angela? worse than a rat. That's worse Angela. than eradicating them from the entirety of the UK. Like <laughs> we, we killed all the bears in Cal, all the native bears in California and all the native bears in the UK, Oof. but it's yeah. The bear that's on the California flag extinct. Gone. Yeah. yeah. Gone. Um, I've seen that uh, video, right? Of the bear trying to get in that woman's house. The woman that just keeps going, Angela, Angela, yes! Angela, yeah. <laughs> <has> a bear. <laughs> Angela. Investigation. They're like, this I, is my house now. I, I actually, in my head, that whole story is that Angela's been turned into a bear, and it's sort of like, a, <laughs> it's like the, the moment in Big where he wakes up in his childhood bed, and he's like, right. Has to, so Angela is just trying to get home and does it. She's like, I've turned into a bear. Why is Angela's why is Debbie not letting home. me back into the house? I just want to be able to come back in and have my Zinfandel. <laughs> All right. We're but, sending you off, guys. Get ready oh, for Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. I'm Amanda Smith says on Twitter. We're disaster underscore pod on Twitter. We're disastergirlspod at gmail.com. Um, please, guys, rate and review us. Give us five stars. Do all of the things. And yeah, we'll see y'all back next week for Sarah Marshall with Deep Blue Sea. Bye. Bye, everybody. That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>